everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again today to talk to Veronica and do a little pet, you know, update. And so I'm going to start today. I have a special question that came in. Um, It's a woman named Cheryl, and I'm going to read this. I probably have talked about this before, and maybe Veronica has talked about it before, but here's, here's Cheryl's letter to me. She says, April. I just lost my fur baby, Daisy. She was a 16-and-a-half-year-old pug that I loved dearly. I have been told that Daisy's spirit will come back to me in 6 to 12 months as another small dog and that I will know her. She goes, what happens if I make a mistake? We say, this is me, and this is just my experience with the animals coming back. You know, um, Alan had a cat named Tempest, and I'm going to just relay this very quickly. Tempest came back to us five or six times over the years. Um, What Alan said, we moved into this new house. It was about 20 years ago, actually, when this happened, and he had just lost Tempest. And Tempest was, he lived till be 23. I have never seen a more attached cat to a human than Tempest was to Alan. It, 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 they were, like, inseparable. So when the cat crossed, of course, it was very devastating for Alan because it was, you know, 23 years he had this cat. So we moved into this new house, and it was more remote, had a long driveway that came up, and he was told, oh, Tempest is going to come back. And, of course, Alan was a bit skeptical at the time because we hadn't had a lot of these reincarnational experiences yet. And he said, well, what's he going to do? We're out here in the middle of nowhere. Is he going to just walk up the driveway? And I don't know. Well, we were told that he'd come back. And Veronica kept insisting he's coming back. So, lo and behold, a black cat walked up our driveway about two months later, walked right into the house, sat down, and looked at Alan. And I said, well, Alan... Yes, I guess he is going to walk right up the driveway and be here. I can tell you that that happened, and I could see the cat in the, this new black cat's eyes. And that cat, let, it was like another 15 years, and he had this black cat back, and it was Tempest. All the mannerisms were the same. All, the way he cried, the way he would, when he would meow, he would go, ow, wah, when he would cry. When Alan would go to work, this cat would sit at the door and wait for him to come home all day. And if he didn't come home by the time the sun went in a certain position, he would scream, Alan. And this cat came back. I, have a, I could sit on this radio show today and talk for the next two hours about all the experiences I've had of animals coming back to me. And I know it's frustrating to hear, the, to hear it say, well, you know, you'll know that it's him or not. I would say, Cheryl, don't be worried about making a mistake. Your dog, Daisy, has this under control. And I know that Daisy will come back to you because it's happened to me so many times. It's happened to Alan so many times. And you just know. You know your animal. If you've had that dog for 16 years, you know its mannerisms. You know what it likes. You know what it doesn't like. And you know its little mannerisms and its quirks. You will... I. I really, truly believe that Daisy is coming back because I've had it happen to me so many times. And it is a worry that, well, what if I pick the wrong animal? I don't think that's going to happen. 
it happened just spontaneously without us any us even looking. It was like, boom, there it is. And it's happened at least 30 times with Alan and I over the years. So I would say, Cheryl, 6 to 12 months, <laughs> you're going to have your dog back. Uh, and that's just through my experience. Um, we could probably ask Veronica about it, but I think she's going to tell you the same thing, that Daisy, I think, has it under control. And we'll get back to you. Because Tempest found Alan, and we're, we're remote now. We're up in the mountains, but we were down in the, you know, the city before. He goes, how is he going to find his way up here? How is he going to know? He knew, and he got there. And so I would have a lot of confidence, Cheryl, that he will show up and that you will be reunited with Daisy. And I can tell you for a fact, it's it's such a wonderful experience, and it's so comforting, and it gives you a new broad perspective of the world in general. Um, it, it pushes you into other boundaries that, you know, are wonderful. So look forward to seeing Daisy again. That's what I would say. So, Tony, how's it over there in Maine? It's fine. Nothing new to report. Um, it was a little warm today. I mean, you know, I'm ready for another more nine months of winter, but guess I'm not going to get it. Other than that, it was a beautiful day, and all the kids are doing great. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad to hear that. My my fur babies are doing pretty good over here, too. I, I'm on a hunt. There Apparently, there's a shortage of a drug, a cardiac drug called vitamin or something, vitamin, that's yeah. becoming scarce. Um, through the pandemic, there isn't enough of it being made. And, of course, Guinness is on this. He's been on this, this cardiac medicine, vitamin something, um, for yeah. the past year. He couldn't get it. That couldn't get it. Uh. That had none. I, I have been calling, dialing for a pharmaceutical <laughs> for the past two days. I finally found a compounding pharmacy today because Guinness now didn't have the med on Wednesday. He didn't have it on Thursday. I'm going to this afternoon to this compounding pharmacy that I found that's going to make it for me um, over in the west side of L.A. So I'm going to have a little bit of a trek on a Friday afternoon, but Guinness needs to have those meds. And I'm going to get on it for the next month to make sure that uh, we get them. Because without them, now my vet told me, he goes, well, we've got like maybe four days, five days before his body dissipates completely of that med. So you got a little time to try to find this stuff. Yeah. So I've been on a quest to get him his meds. <laughs> so, and hopefully this afternoon it's all going to come into fruition. I find out after we take today if it's going to be ready today or tomorrow morning. But I'm pushing for this afternoon and get him back on his program. So I can't tell you, it's a, it's a sinking, horrible feeling when your vet oh, yeah. tells you, oh, I don't have his meds. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean you don't have his meds? And he said, well, the pandemic has slowed down the production of it. And, of course, I wouldn't looked it up on the Internet. And it's true. There is a shortage of vitamin. I, you know, I don't even know how to say the word, but it, it's scarce. Yeah. I finally got this compounding pharmacy, and I'm going over there to, to get it because he's got to be on it. I can't, I can't risk my dog because there's stupid stuff going on in the world. <laughs> I can't do that. So, anyways. I'm going to go get Veronica, and okay. please shuffle off the buffalo and have a good time. I will. I will. 
Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Um, again, we have great questions, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, indeed we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Heather. Are we actually different when we are in the nonlinear than we are on Earth? If so, how and why? Well, first thing, you're not involved in a timeline. You're not measuring time. And all of you as humans on the planet Earth have been trained since birth to be adherent to time, to check the time, watch the time. Time has been ingrained in you since you took your first breath. Even your formula treatments, you know, getting your formula and getting your shots with the doctor when you were a little baby, all very much aligned with the timeline. When you're in the nonlinear, that doesn't exist. And it's really hard to explain the non-existence of time to someone who is deeply entrenched in time. But we can tell you you're not that different, but you're singular but multiple all at the same time. Because when you're on the other side, you remember everything that you've ever done. And some of you older souls who've had thousands of lives, you remember each of those individual lives and who you were and how you acted within them. So it's not so much that you're different. It's just that you're focused differently. And that makes the difference. You are who you are as an energy, whether you're in the linear or the nonlinear, but how you perceive it is different. But that doesn't change you at the core level. That just makes your conditions that you're participating in change. Okay, uh, Perry writes in, does my spirit guide know why? No, my wife's spirit guides. Do all spirit guides know each other? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, as a spirit guide, we've participated in that realm quite a bit, that we are very much involved with other energies. And a lot of times if someone asks us something and it is out of our realm, we can connect with another guide who may have that information. So it's very connecting where we're at. And all of the guides that are working with those that are human are together, but separate. And we know that's a confusing statement, but that's what it is. So we would say, Perry, yes, your guide knows your wife's spirit guide. And all guides do know each other. Now, but it's not a linear kind of environment. It's a very nonlinear kind of environment. And the experience would be a bit different, but you wouldn't be different. All right. Jerry would like to know, after we die, do we keep our individual our individuality? Yes. Yes, and again, this comes back to the question that Perry asked, you know, how does, how does it work over there? And Heather asked some of the same thing here. How do we, you know, how, are we the same? Are we different? You're always going to know who you are, but you're also going to know all of who you've been. And the individuality, you can move from focus to focus to focus to each of the lives that you have participated in. 
and you always know who you are. You aren't sucked into a homogenous, churning moment of all the energies combined because we have had many tell us, well, you know, we go back to the one and we're part of the big big time continuum. And we're like, well, yeah, you are. But you don't forget who you are. In fact, you take on all the memories of all the incarnations you have, so you have quite a few things going on in your head. You don't lose your individuality at all. You remember everything. Okay, Toby would like to know, how do I deal with parents and family that just don't get my spirituality and metaphysics and think I am nuts? (laughs) Well, a lot of you are pioneers in a culture that has been trained to think a certain way about spirituality and about God and about the other side. Um, There's a lot of information about each one of them, all defined very linear. And those who start to become more spiritual-minded and apply their metaphysical concepts to that, you're going to have a very different perspective of the world than, say, parents and family who are very grounded in that. Look at yourself as a pioneer. Because ultimately, the truth does come out. And over the years, if you look back at history, a lot of cultural things have evolved quite a bit. The perspective of people has evolved. We would say, continue doing what you're doing. And it doesn't matter if they think you're nuts. Because a lot of times they'll say, oh, he's not, you know, he's a little nuts, but we love him anyway, type of thing. And you'll have also the parents and family and friends who will argue with you on the subject. You can't argue. Everybody who has their perspective has their perspective. Be who you are. Shine your light wherever you can. You're not here to convert people to think the way you do, become spiritual like you do, but you can't hide your truth either. And if they think you're nuts, they think you're nuts. Because at the end of the day, they're going to find out that you weren't. So decide that you're just going to be who you are anyway. And you deal with them in a loving manner and say, well, you have your perspective, I have mine. And none of you are here to make the other person think like you. That's the mistake that's made a lot of times in the linear where one individual thinks they can, through harassment or pushing or, you know, giving negative feedback that they're going to change what they're thinking. Doubtful. So everyone should do what they think they need to do. And if you are in your metaphysical, spiritual moment, Shine that light brightly because you may be a pioneer and teach those individuals a few things. And if they think you're nuts, so be it. Smile and say thank you. I have my opinions. So don't worry about it. Um, We think that if they don't come around, they don't come around. And there's certainly other things to talk about besides spirituality and metaphysics. So love your family, friends, unconditionally, and be who you are. And handle it with pride. That you, This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And that's kind of a theme, we think, for the culture at the moment. This is who I am and this is what I'm doing is a theme that's coming up more and more and more. So we think it will trickle down into the spirit, spirituality metaphysical perspectives, too. All right, Veronica. That was our last 
uh, question. If you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be wonderful. All right. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to the show today. Um, Really interesting questions. And, you know, every week I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. Don't be shy. There's not a question that would be silly or we wouldn't answer. Um, We want to hear from you. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Good day, and here we go. So, you have the world. The world looks a little chaotic. All the more reason for each of you to center yourself and ground yourself as much as you can. Don't listen to all the riffraffs with their fighting and arguing with each other. Keep abreast of the topic, but back up from the energy. There's a lot of negativity flying around, a lot of energy that's uncomfortable. It is time to create an oasis within yourself that you can go to for comfort, spiritual comfort, and get through some times that might be a bit negative. It's really important now to know who you are and why you're here and what you're doing. It's a good time to do some introspection and say, am I really living my full potential? Am I really living in a nice, positive environment? And if I'm not, I'm going to put some focus on that. And I'm going to continue to spread my very positive light wherever I can. But I'm going to nurture and take good care of my inner core, my soulful energy, and not allow it to be stomped on by linear stuff. I'm going to focus and become aware internally and strengthen myself. This is a good time to do that. So all of you, take the time every day. Meditate, pray, chant, whatever it is that you do within your religious moment or your spiritual moment. Find a place of comfort to be and then nurture that and empower that so that you can get through knee-deep mud of negativity. And we think you all can. We do think the world ebbs and flows energetically and will positive and then it goes down to a negative and it, you know, it, it continues to ebb and flow. Don't give up on it. But begin your repair job internally and allow it to emanate out from you. Again, if you all did that, you might clean up some of this negativity that you're all feeling. So decide today to start nurturing yourself. And if you're a healer or you're a parent or you have someone you're taking care of, it's just like riding on an airplane. You know, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first so that you can take care of the others. You don't start putting it on everybody else because then you'll fall apart. So take care of yourself so that you can be of help and of service to others. It's a good message for today, and we think you all should adhere to it as much as you can. Well, thank you, Veronica, and I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. And we'll be back with you next week with more questions. And have a good week, and we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.